Welcome to The Living Room, a cozy place of candid conversation. We're a group of women in various ages and stages of life. Join us for thoughtful discussion with a side of humor. We chat about everything from parenting issues to life balance, what matters most, and how to make it happen in everyday life. Settle in just to listen or feel free to add your comments online at www.fromthelivingroom.com. And now, your hosts for today's show. Hi there, and welcome to The Living Room. We are so glad that you're listening in with us today. I'm your host, Nicole Carpenter, and today I am here with... Michelle, Heather, Jody, and Paige. And we're just really glad that we can all be together for another episode here in The Living Room. You may remember from a previous episode that we did called Favorite Things that I am really a non-fiction book kind of girl. I mentioned that I never read fiction books. Well, the other week I found myself in an airport about to board a red-eye flight for a long, relaxing beach vacation with my husband. It was just the two of us, no kiddos, for like the first time in years. And I realized that of the pile of books on my nightstand and on my bookcases and at my desk, I forgot to grab any of them. So there I was without any reading material. And that's when things got super crazy. I found myself at the counter in the airport bookstore buying a fiction book. No. I know. Right? Right. <laughs> I know. And it was over 500 pages, which is even more absurd for me. I didn't even know how I would get a chance to read 500 pages. And even crazier than that, I read the whole thing and I liked it. Oh. <laughs> I picked a nonfiction book, or, I, or rather I picked a fiction book, I think, because I didn't want to think about anything on my vacation. I didn't want to think about how I had to become a better person or a better mom. And yet, ever since I finished that book, guess what? I've been thinking about it the whole time. <laughs> so it didn't really work, but I wanted to talk a little bit about that book today. The book was called What Alice Forgot by mm. Leanne Moriarty. I don't know if you've heard of that book or not. Apparently it's a bestseller because it was on the section in the bookstore. And it's about a busy mom of three. Alice is the mom and she's a busy mom of three. She's about to turn 40 when during a spin class she falls and she hits her head. She loses decades of her memories. But really within this book, there's a sub-theme that I noticed, and that is what I can't stop thinking about. In this book, the main character, Alice, is busy, 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 raising her family, fixing healthy meals, living in the gym to keep that flat stomach, and running every committee and club in the community. But as the reader of this book learns, at what cost? At what cost is she living this busy, busy, busy life? Alice learns that key relationships in her life are failing because she has been so busy. And that is what I can relate to. Can you relate to that too, I wonder? Absolutely. And I'm wondering if our listeners can relate to that as well. How many of you listening have defined your life or success by being busy? So today I wanted to explore more this idea that our success or our identity is tied to how crammed our schedules are. I'm afraid that we might live in a society that celebrates excessive busyness. So what do you guys think about that? Do women place too much value on how busy we are or how full our schedules or our children's schedules are? What do you think? I don't, I don't know if I place value in busyness, but I have consciousness now that I think that busy felt full 
-hmm. in some way, shape or form. And I'd never really had this realization until I had a friend say to me, did you know that every time I ask you how you are, you say busy, but good. And I was like, oh, interesting that I am, I'm, I'm acknowledging how I am as busy rather than acknowledging myself as being happy or positive or good. And so that made me aware of the way that I portray being busy and not letting my busyness ooze out onto other people. And um, so not value in it, but awareness. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think you're like two steps ahead of the average person. (laughs) It was only because she made me that way. (laughs) I'll tell you that this book is a little close to home. I haven't read it, but Mm -hmm. because she falls off and hits her head, my dad received a traumatic brain injury a year ago. And just the thought that he can't uh, retrieve memories and think and and being busy is very, very difficult because he wants to be busy, but he doesn't know how. So we were on vacation just for a few days and I wrote out on a piece of paper, dad, I want you to write John, that's his name, John, or no, I'm John and I want to line. And what he put was the word work. And here he is, 71 Um, but that's important to him. And Mm -hmm. I think what I've realized watching him in this last year in our family's adjustment to this is that being busy is important, but it's what you're being busy doing because we've been spending a lot of time with family, a lot of time with therapists and so forth, but still work and filling the value. He had to sell his business. It's important. And so Mm -hmm. I think what Michelle, I like what you've said, because it's the awareness that what, what am I considering to be a value and is it just you know oh I got to run here run here run here run here or am I consciously saying you know what I want to do something of value I want to be busy doing something I love I value the thought that I can go to my brain and say what do I want to be busy doing and I can make a choice and that's something that my dad currently is he has to learn and relearn that so it's interesting that in this book mm-hmm. you know she the little bit that i know about it that's her challenge is yeah. she has lost that ability and she's yearning for it and she wants that back she wants the ability to make the right choices and decisions and i think we're faced with that all the time yeah. i i almost think too i don't know women if we are the only ones doing this meaning putting all of like the expectations on the busyness I feel like society in general and I don't know if it's busy as much as I don't know how much you can juggle like there's Mm -hmm. this feeling that you kind of are cooler if you can just do all the stuff all the time and Mm -hmm. and yeah absolutely and that's kind of the point that I've been dwelling on and in this book but not even just in this book in so many cultures of society so many of the circles that we run in no matter what state you live in or what country you live in that we put this this um expectation on our productivity and what that what that means in fact there was a in a washington post article Uh, This is a quote that I found that I loved. It says, somewhere around the end of the 20th century, busyness became not just a way of life, but a badge of honor. And life, sociologists say, became an exhausting everydayathon. I love that. (laughs) An exhausting everydayathon. How many of you feel like you have everydayathons on a regular basis? I mean, every day. Right. Yeah. Just making sure. (laughs) Every day. I don't anymore. I I, I am a I'm a reformed everyday a farmer. 
um, if that's such a thing. I do think I was very, um, when my 30s, and I have always had lots of energy, and I was very sensitive because other women would say, how do you do so much? Right. And how do you, and I'm thinking, it's not that I get everything done. I'm, I'm just a little busy bee. But I became very aware that that was something that people saw me as. And I, to be honest, I didn't take that necessarily positively. Maybe they were kind of giving me a compliment, but also mm-hmm. kind of like, I, and, and so I, I hmm. like Michelle, maybe I became more aware and I was like, wait a minute, am I putting this out there? But um, I also allowed that to help me realize I needed a little bit more stillness because yeah. I honestly don't automatically go to stillness and I'm always seeking out a project or something to stay busy Amen. with while I'm watching television. Yeah. I just have this, this nature of energy. So I think my quest has been to not be the busy, busy person busy, busy. To, to be challenging myself and finding this stillness. And that That's has a been quest. a very, very successful thing, I think. Well, and I think there's this, there's this feeling that we are trying to have like all of it and you, we can't have it all. Like you, you, you can't. And so this feeling of, well, if I get really busy or if I keep trying and adding, I, I don't think we're really good at saying no. I don't think we're really good at putting our priorities in order I I think if we could strengthen some of those things that we wouldn't necessarily feel kind of what you say that the everydayathon of it all mm-hmm. right because we would look at it and decide what was most important and instead of feeling a badge of honor because our lives were so full of just everything we'd feel a badge of honor because we were putting energy and effort into the things that meant the most to us each and every day right and that's a very different space mm-hmm. to live in very than different just filling it with all the things yeah. it's right? intentional or, or it's yeah. absolutely yeah. Yeah. and so when you put the intentionality behind it that changes everything and i think too it gives you the energy you need to do lots of stuff when lots of stuff has been chosen uh-huh. because mm-hmm. because it is the choices that are the right priorities for you so it's easier to put energy into those things i love that <clears throat> Yeah, I had a really dark realization one day. <laughs> I was, um, when we lived in California, I was running a design studio and raising the kids and doing a lot of that every day athlon. And I realized at some point that that had become my default. And that even on the days when I wasn't super busy, I was acting as if I was. I was running at that same pace, almost like an addiction. That had become my default. Mm. And then I realized, too, that I was using it as a defense mechanism. I'm a little bit shy by nature. I'm a little bit, I'm not standoffish, I don't think, but I maybe have a little bit of social anxiety. And I think that when I would see the neighbors outside. It was really easy to do the high bye thing because, oh, I'm busy. I got to jump in this car, but wow, good to see you, you know, and not actually have a back fence conversation, not connect. Exactly. And uh, I realized just, it just dawned on my, on me one day that that was doing damage, that I, that I, it wasn't bringing out the best in me or in my relationships to behave that way. I can totally see situations like that where it's like, I'm I'm too busy to make personal connections if I'm not careful, for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that is one of the the biggest pitfalls. And as I was thinking about what we were going to talk about today, like I I see that as being one of the biggest um, negative results of this idea that we are in an everydayathon and that our business busyness is a badge of honor. That the relationships 
maybe our oldest relationships, those with our family members or our really longtime friends, I think those are the relationships that suffer the most. I think so too. Because we move on to the new and the next, and we don't take that time that we need to nurture those relationships. And maybe we're okay with that. And maybe we're not, but I think it's important for us to just take a look and and internalize what do our relationships look like and have we let the busyness of life interfere with those connections, with those relationships. And I also wonder, and here's a question for you, do you think that this over busyness may just be tied to seasons of life? Hmm. We did. I did till my parents retired, and they're just plenty busy. So. Yeah, <laughs> and we've got lots of us in different stages of life here in this room, and so I'd love to hear your thoughts on if you think about when you were a brand new mom with little kids, and then grade school kids, and you know high school kids, and grown kids. What do you think? Is there a relationship between this? Yeah, I feel like there is. Um, I'm just thinking. I feel like a lot of it comes down to personality, though. So just how does your personality handle time management and Mm -hmm. activities and what are you welcoming into your life? So I'm a really fast paced person and I kind of thrive. I've never really thought of thriving on busyness, but thriving on um, offering my skills, which then equals some busyness. Yeah. But my daughter is a little bit different where we have different paces. So I've had to really um, tune into her and maybe slow myself down because her personality is different in that way. Right. But then as we've been discussing, I've been thinking life does just throw busy crap at you. You know what I mean? (laughs) So it's like, so it's like a mixture of if you're naturally a busy person, life schedules and kids and parents and just like there's like a hundred things that plays into that. So really just um, connecting with yourself and kind of what Heather said, allowing your life to balance itself out. What is valuable to you with your time and busyness? So I look at it two ways. You know, life can throw stuff at you and then also personality. What can you handle? But every time someone says to me, like when you do the small talk, right. Hey, how are you doing? I'm really busy. I feel like that's a, like a, um, shut down. Well, just like a word, it catches my attention every time. Cause I think my follow up thought is, is their schedule running their life or are they running their schedule? Yeah. Because it's such like a trigger word for me, you know? Well, I feel like it puts up a wall. Mm. It's like, I'm busy Mm -hmm. and, and I, I just, I just, I don't think I say busy to like, be honest. Like, I don't have time I for you? Yeah. Is that, that. what you yeah. translate? Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Move on to the next person. Because yeah. I don't like so that word to be said to me because I see it as a wall. And so I don't like to use that word. I remember feeling very busy at the age of, you know, in my early 30s, I had three kids and I was babysitting two times a week from eight to noon. A friend of mine was working for the Democratic Party, and um, I had just moved to a different state and was now not working at all. And it was that opportunity where she said, hey, I know you want new carpet. Would you like to babysit, you know, my two kids while I go in and do this? And, uh, and so I said, okay, sure. You know, and what was interesting about that part of our life, when I look at our little scrapbook, mind you, no, <clears throat> nothing like I'm bragging, like, oh, it's the most beautiful scrapbook in the world. <laughs> it's just, that's how I happened to be going through it the other day and going, oh, you know what? It gave me an opportunity to say, oh, it's Halloween. Okay. We're going to do a little trick or treat party. And so me and my mm-hmm. kids and the two little kids that I was babysitting, 
And so other moms would say, oh, wow, you're really adding, you know, something to your plate by doing this little party. But it was enjoyable for me because I used planning part or party planning skills, whatever. Mm-hmm. There was purpose in it. That might drive some other mom crazy mm-hmm. that I've got two extra kids. I have my own three kids and mm-hmm. I'm doing a little party mm-hmm. for me. That's fulfilling. I did Easter egg hunts. And so busy, that wasn't busy for me. That was fun. Okay. Um, so I think looking at other people's lives we can't necessarily say, oh, one thing would, you know, drive well, someone else. Well, that's, that's what you we got to go back to motivation yeah. too, right? Because if yeah. your motivation is for everyone around you to tell you how amazing you are because you juggle so much, yeah. pretty sure motivation's in their own place, yeah. right? There. Yeah. 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 But there are times and seasons, Paige, like you said, where, where something is busier. It, it just tends to be. And yeah. that stint might be six years or right. it might be six days. Like, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, why but the motivation that... matters so much. Yeah. And we have to realize and figure out why we're putting the things into our lives we are mm-hmm. and make sure that they're for reasons that we're comfortable with. And can I follow up with that? Why does it bother? <coughs> why and uh, why does it bother us when when somebody is doing something outside of whatever our box is? Does that make sense? Because your busyness, like your daughter, mm-hmm. my daughter, they have a different pace and so forth. But I guess there was a little bit of judgment there. Like my busyness was extra. How was mm-hmm. I doing that? And it doesn't bother me now because I have that extra energy and so forth mm-hmm. that I do. But Joni, they probably were judging that... you. They probably were jealous. But but I was just glad you said it because I was. I know, say but I don't. I agree. It's I, exactly right. I don't like to be felt. I, I no. lo- you know what? I, that doesn't make me feel. But when it all comes down, I think that's why when I said earlier in the show, it bothered me when people would say, oh, you're so busy or you do all this. And how do you do it? all? Do, and I'm sitting yeah. there going, I just come see my laundry room because mm-hmm. my laundry room doesn't look very clean. But, hey, we're having a party today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, busyness. I do think that the Michelle is right um, or Heather's right when it comes down to, you know, knowing what's in your heart and it might not mm-hmm. always be pure. You've got to test it, but well, and you don't know what's about. behind closed doors. Like uh-huh. you, you don't know mm-hmm. someone yeah. else's situation. You don't know how much maybe they do or don't have a spouse that helps. Or right. they just have thinking that family closer, mm-hmm. you know, we, we yeah. compare apples to oranges all the time. And then we either make ourselves feel bad about it or we add more to our plate. Cause we think we have to keep up with someone instead of just recognizing we're really all talking ourselves out of nervous breakdowns, like on a yeah. daily basis. Amen. <laughs> True. Amen. Let's just yes. all talk ourselves out of our own nervous breakdowns, whatever that might look like, whether it's one kid or 12 <sighs> or a full plate or not. And, and just be there to lift up whenever yeah. you see no, that I there's a that. need. Yeah. Well, and just let mm-hmm. me tell all those women who may have been in my neighborhood wondering <laughs> what I was doing. Now that I know I have ADD, it explains <laughs> everything. <laughs> So, you know, just, it's, you just know more about yourself. Michelle, did you have something you wanted to say? Well, I was just going to say that, you know, I, I'm the worst offender. Like if this, if busyness is a crime, I mean, I'm, I'm, you're a the, felon. I'm, the, I'm an absolute felon. <laughs> but that's it's not. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not. Yeah. It's not. But I acknowledge like this week having so many things on my plate back to back and not two minutes, like I have to be intentional about scheduling breaks and uh-huh. scheduling time mm-hmm. with nothing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. sometimes I say to myself, oh, no, Michelle, you can do it. 
um, and somebody wants something and somebody's demanding something or somebody needs to put something, even if it's very good, I'll throw it in when I know I should say no. And so mm-hmm. part of this is getting, is being really, really clear about what you can handle, what you can't handle right. when scheduling the time in for you to not be so busy, whether it's to read a book or mm-hmm. to just sit with your own thoughts or to take a walk or whatever that is. Because if I, if I don't schedule the piece and then nothing else, then mm-hmm. it'll get filled up. Right. And so I have to be just as intentional about the things that are not busy as the things that are busy and trust that I need to take that break because this week I'm running on empty and I'm either five seconds away from a cold or a nap or a nervous mm-hmm. breakdown. So one of the three of those three is yeah. gonna happen. Yeah. But it's it's now a choose the nap. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. It's just re-acknowledging every single week that you have to do it every week. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think we've we've mentioned throughout this conversation some different ideas of things that we can do to dial back the busy, busy, busy. And I think one of those is to self-reflect, like Michelle is saying that she's doing right now. And that might just be to decide what your purpose is for being busy. So that first that first one, like what is your purpose for being busy? And is it because you're doing what you love? And, and that's great. Or is it because you're trying to impress someone or keep up a facade? And I think if that's the reason that you're busy, then we're probably busy for the wrong reasons. Well, and Jana brought up just the distraction. Maybe you were avoiding some hard things in your life. Yeah. And I've done that. I'll be very honest. You know, there's times when it's like, oh, I'm volunteering. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And to be honest, there's something that's bothering me at home that it allows me to escape and say, yeah. oh, and so. A coping mechanism. Yeah. But sometimes, I'm just sitting here thinking about conversations with people. And sometimes when people, like, let's say at church, they're like, how are you doing? And you're like, I'm doing good. And they're like, what's going on? And you're literally like, I have nothing to say right now. That's kind of awkward, too, when yeah. you have nothing on your plate. Right. So right. I feel like there's this awkwardness both ways. I'm super busy, and I don't have time for you. <laughs> Or I literally have nothing to tell you and I feel like the most boring person ever. And so it's just interesting, you know, I remember, so I remember when I only had two kids, this was back when my second child was just barely born. The twins weren't even an idea yet. (laughs) And my second child was so hard. Like he was harder than all of my other children combined because he just had some stuff that we were dealing with. And I was talking to a friend of mine who was about eight or 10 years older than I was. And we ha- we were catching up over the phone and she was telling me about all these things that she does, how she had just tried skydiving and she had taken up mountain biking and she was living this adventurous life because all of her kids were in school all day now. Right. Mm-hmm. And she said to me, well, what do you do for fun? And like a part of my inside saying, uh-huh. and yeah. like mm-hmm. I literally sure. said to her, I change poopy diapers. <laughs> That is like, that is where I was at. And I, and looking back now, it was just a season of life, but yeah, but man, that was not necessarily my choice. I did not want to be changing mm-hmm. diapers for fun, mm-hmm. but you were so in the thick of it that you forgot what you love to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yes. And at the same time though, I just had that moment where I was thinking, I felt like it was so hard being the mom stuck at home with two little kids mm-hmm. or babies on nap schedules. Yeah. And now I miss it. Like, I mm-hmm. miss that. It doesn't it, last as long as it feels. It no, doesn't it doesn't sense. last long enough. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, just doesn't. it doesn't. But, but in a enough. minute, like, I didn't oh, yeah, think I would make it to the end of the day right. alive. Right. Right. Different right. busies. And to your point about seasons, there are different busies and yeah. different yeah. things. And, you know, you think, I'll be happy when, or I'll be happy mm-hmm. when my kids are out of diapers or in school mm-hmm. or whatever. And then instead of thinking, how can I love and embrace even the busyness that is this moment? Yes. Love yeah. that. 
Well, and, and if, if you are changing poopy diapers listening, you know, to this podcast, <laughs> like right at, this you know, moment. right at this moment, we're glad we can't smell it. But, you know, I, I think make sure that you do schedule busyness that is good for you. You know, yeah, just that, that self-reflecting. But yeah, what makes tip. your heart pitter patter when you go, I can't wait to do this, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that helps you in those seasons because mm-hmm. I, I did that. I naturally did that, I think, because my mother did that. But I didn't, I didn't feel cheated, but I think it's important to recognize that a lot of us, there are things that aren't going to be so spectacularly, whoa, awesome, you know, let's schedule schedule that in. Yeah. Uh, Make sure you're a priority. And don't feel guilty about it. Right. When you're, when you're not sleeping at night and you're not sleeping in in the day, don't Mm -hmm. feel guilty that you're taking that, that Mm -hmm. time to fill your own cup. Yeah. Yes. I was just going to say in that poopy diaper phase too, there is. I know, I we're, we're so stuck on it, right? title. <laughs> <laughs> the poopy diaper phase? Yeah, yes, it has a title. No, I was just going to say, there are such joyful things that we do in that phase, too. Like, yeah. for fun, I read stories, and yeah. I sing lullabies, and yeah. there's fun stuff in yeah, there, too, for sure. absolutely. So yeah. I think it's important that we sit in the stage that we're at, and we find the joy that's there. And if we, if we are busy for the wrong reasons, then let's make some changes. And if we're not, then let's just sit where we're at and and enjoy that season of our life. We keep talking about this, this word, like, well, I just say I'm busy, but I'm good, or I'm so busy. And I think that maybe we can add some different words mm-hmm. to our vocabulary good idea. and just mm-hmm. change because busy isn't bad. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. here were some words that, that I thought that we could use in our conversations with others as we're talking about our day. Um, I'm just going to list them off. Full, productive, dynamic, captivated, encompassed, abundant, or involved. Like saying, um, like for example, in in phrases, our weeks are encompassed with kids' activities, right? Instead of we're so busy with the kids' activities, our weeks are encompassed with kids' activities. Or today was a productive day. Or staying involved makes me happy. And those are all true statements that, that... speak to the positive part of being busy, busy, busy. And the purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you know the word yes. busy, it sounds really shallow. Like busy work is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But it doesn't have to be. No. Right. No, I like the purpose. That's good. I like that it draws mm-hmm. it into I loved busy worker Because you can get it done so fast and go on to something else you care about. <laughs> <laughs> Give me all the nonsense. I learned really quick in high school and college how to get to the busy work. Well, there you go. <laughs> Do the hard things first, right? But I think the the most important lesson here today is to just make sure that if we are busy, that we're being busy for the right reasons. Maybe you decide that you need to dial back the busyness or just ride it out through the next season of your life. Whatever the case may be, we hope that you give yourself, your family, and your dynamic schedule some living room. Thanks for coming to The Living Room. We hope you've enjoyed listening, laughing, and learning something new. Join us for our next show. And in the meantime, give yourself and those you love some living room.